0: In the last episode, we went through the process of how do you get a visa in Europe, especially in Portugal, because that's one of the spots where they had an easier entry point for digital nomads. In this episode, we're going to actually start our downsizing series. The concept is how do we get mobile enough to be digital nomads and move all our stuff or whatever we're taking from here to Europe.
1: We definitely exercised that muscle when we moved from Houston to San Francisco, and we downsized from a 4,000 square foot home to an 850 square foot apartment. <laughs> For as much as we got rid of, we still kept a storage unit that had a bunch of things that in case we decided that we hated living in an apartment, which this is our first time in our lives to ever have lived Um, not in the suburbs and in a sprawling home. We absolutely love it. Can't imagine (laughs) ever doing it any other way.
0: Welcome back to Finding Gina Marie, our video podcast about discovering family and our journey to relocate to Europe. This is episode 16. If you've missed any episodes, please go to findingginamarie.com where you can find links and information and ways to contact us.
1: Hi, I'm Judy. And I'm Kevin. We did move during COVID again into a slightly bigger apartment, but we decided to take all of this stuff that we had in our storage unit and close that out and make sure that the apartment that we were moving into while bigger didn't have more stuff and more clutter. So we made some of the hard decisions to just downsize things that we did not want or need to kind of create a more uh, minimalist lifestyle where we had the things around us that we truly loved and the other things we sold or donated So that we could just have some peace. So we went back and forth about how much stuff we actually want to take with us to Europe. Part of that consideration was, do we want to ship a bunch of things or do we want to travel really light? I think we've made the decision that we want to travel light.
0: Well, my ideal situation, I don't know what your ideal situation is, but my ideal situation is a go bag. Like if we could actually pull it off, not practical, but if we could pull off a Captain America Winter Soldier, grab your bag, throw it out the window, chase after it and just go, that would be ideal. Then we wouldn't have to worry about what city we we're in or where we wanted to go next because you could just pick up and leave at a moment's notice.
1: I'm not willing to just go with a single go bag, but I think that we've agreed that pretty much we want to have no more than five suitcases that yeah. we're going to take from all of our earthly possessions, and we're not really planning to store anything. There are probably two items that we've decided we may keep, and that's still up in the air.
0: Wait, do I know these items? (laughs) I may not know these items yet. I get these surprises during this planning process. I think we're on the same page, and suddenly she goes, yeah, but what about... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well part of the problem is we've we talked about this in the last episode. The downsides of going suitcase only is that you really have to downsize I mean you have to seriously say nothing that's non-essential is going with us, and the emotional stuff the 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 things that you really love had better be small enough to fit in a suitcase.
1: I'm actually really on board with that. When we took a hard look at what it would cost to to move things, it just didn't really seem practical. And there are going to be things that even if we did take with us or shipped, we wouldn't have right away. Yeah. So kind of knowing that, knowing that we, even if we come back to the United States, we want to be traveling lighter. So really we're looking for the ability that, Wherever we're traveling, we don't have a lot of stuff to carry around.
0: Yeah, we've heard the horror stories of people that ship stuff over to Europe, ship stuff to the UK, and weeks and months have gone by before they had it. So if there's something that we need to rely on, we certainly can't afford to ship it unless it's something that maybe can go through like a DHL or something like that that's a smaller box. I don't even know what those time frames are because customs gets in the way.
1: Primarily, we'd been looking at what it would cost to move furniture. That is probably between twelve dollars and $20,000. <laughs> and the balancing act of it is you don't want to take things that you can easily buy elsewhere or that is going to fit in a different climate and different housing situation. You also don't want to Get rid of things that you literally immediately going to rebuy in Europe.
0: The guideline I have always heard is it better be heirloom furniture. It better be something that your great-grandmother had passed down to you and you just can't give it up. And it's so good quality that you really couldn't replace it somewhere else. But we really don't have heirloom furniture. We've got nice furniture, but nothing that I would say qualifies for A $12,000 shipping.
1: In fact, behind us, I love the buffet that we have. And we've had it for many, many years. We bought it new. But the practicality is things are going to get damaged through overseas shipments. For even fine things, you have yeah. to be prepared that there's going to have damage done to, to those items. And when you put all that in perspective and just the idea of us, again, wanting just to tr- really change our lives, it doesn't make sense to be bringing a whole bunch of stuff and be weighed down.
0: No, we'd have to know exactly where we're going. We'd have to know how big the destination spot is if it's a house, if it's an apartment, and we'd have to be really planning to stay there. And at this point, we're not even sure the city we're going to. We're still choosing where it could be. If uh, someone suggested a couple ideas to us, we're like, well, we didn't look at those places, so we got to look at those places. And it keeps changing on a daily basis. So we really can't afford to ship stuff.
1: And a thank you to all of our commenters who have e- either hit us up on Twitter or who have left us comments in on YouTube. It's really been very helpful and totally fun to be engaging with you.
0: Excellent stuff. I mean, some really brilliant ideas and experiences. You know, I mean, that's what we really look for. If you've had experience with this stuff. We'd hate to make the same mistakes again, so please share.
1: So if you are deciding to ship things, you really have to prepare to not have those things with you for three months or more, which means that cutlery and dishes and Sheets and towels are things that you're going to still need to buy immediately. There is a chance. And I think for us, we're strongly considering staying in an Airbnb for a bit of time while we figure out what neighborhood we actually want to land in. And it will buy us a little bit of time logistically in terms of visas and that sort of thing. At this point, I'm ready to bid farewell to the majority of things that we have. I'm really focusing on what I don't want to replace When I get there, I'm planning to take pictures of memorabilia (laughs) and special things. You know, it'll show up on my feed and that'll be more memories that I'll be looking at on a regular basis. Exactly.
0: The idea of a furnished apartment is also out there. If we can't get an Airbnb, maybe a furnished apartment for six months or whatever period of time we're going to be in a country. I know when I had to move here in San Francisco, Apple moved me and I actually lived in San Jose for a while. And that was a furnished apartment, corporate housing. And it was great. I didn't love the place, but I didn't hate the place either, and I spent most of my time outside of it. I wasn't sitting in the apartment most of the time. So for a short period of time, we could do that. For long term, you've told me that you want to make sure that we can make a place our home at some point and decorate it the way we want and bring in art and other things that we love. And that's great. We just have a while before we get to that point.
1: And we may decide, as we've hinted at in previous episodes, that maybe we'll be digital nomads and bouncing around between the Schengen region and the U.S. and other non-Schengen countries. Go bag.
0: We're back to the go bag. I'm going to win this one.
1: (laughs) There's no winning because I'm not fighting. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) This time.
0: (laughs) Such a brief period. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what we have planned for this series, this is just the introductory episode, is going through every process that we're going through. Do it with you on camera. We're going to go through the easy stuff, quote unquote. We'll do all the uh, memorabilia. Well, we've got uh, like eight episodes so far, I think, that we have laid out. So it's a complicated process, but we're going to try to break it down into nice digestible chunks for you so you can watch it. And give us advice. Maybe we're doing something wrong.
1: So we'll talk about this in more detail, but things like books and clothes that don't fit or we don't like, pitch the stuff that really doesn't bring us any joy and we really won't even miss. Although I mentioned that I think we've gotten better at exercising that muscle of of minimizing our space, I think that as we're going through things and it gets easier and easier, when it gets to things that are hard, we will have been in enough practice that it won't be as hard as if you start with photographs and family, special memories and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, we definitely have a lot of things that we don't use every day that are tucked away under a bed or back of a closet or in boxes. So much stuff that we thought, you know, we're not ready to get rid of this on our last move, but it's still not stuff we're going to put out in the open. So maybe we need to go through all that again at some point. And now's the point because... What do you mean
1: by out in the open?
0: Like decorations and stuff.
1: Oh, like sure. Well, I don't even think we have those anymore. I, I think we've already pruned all that.
0: Sure, probably. We have. <laughs> <laughs> There's the argument already. 20 seconds it lasted.
1: <laughs> because you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway. I'll
1: stop arguing when you start being right. <laughs> oh, that's not how it works.
0: <laughs> you know You know that's not true. That's not true. (laughs) Trust me, that's not true at all.
1: (laughs) It's sometimes true. (laughs) It's
0: rarely true. So part of this process of downsizing and decluttering and getting rid of stuff is the emotional side of it. There's always a lot there to handle. Even if you think, oh, I know what I have, I know what I don't have. I can get rid of this stuff pretty easily. There's definitely a, a sense of overwhelm sometimes when you open that closet and see all the things in there.
1: I think it definitely helps if you know yourself and understand whether you're somebody that if you took stock of your entire home, if that would just completely overwhelm you because you'd see everything that you have to look at. For me, I actually like that idea. I want to get an overview of what I've got to deal with. You may not be that way. And so maybe for you, it's better to say, I'm going to go through one closet at a time or one set of drawers at a time. There's no right way or wrong way. No. It's just chiseling away at it.
0: I always saw there's two types of people that clean their desks. You got a work desk. And there's a the type of person that goes to the desk and Take stuff off and take stuff off and take stuff off, and then they have it neat. Where I was always a person that would take everything off the desk and then put the stuff back that I thought need to be there. So you have that. I I select things that need to go away versus I select things that need to go back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing going back. <laughs>
0: well, not in this trip, no. But and I'm not going to have a desk either. That's going too.
1: <laughs> when we were getting started in this process, I thought, all right, I'm gonna just declutter five things a day. But I was finding that I was going through things again and again and again. And I'm of the mindset at this point, I know I'm not taking all of this stuff. So I'm just going to get rid of it once and be done. That doesn't again work for everybody, but it's it definitely works for me. And then I feel this sense of accomplishment. Some people might just take a 15 minute timer or, you know, put on a headset and listen to an audio Audiobook or jam to some music or watch a podcast, Finding Gina Marie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Share with friends and family, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and whatever it is, just to take some of the boring part out of it and distract yourself a little bit. Less clutter to me just kind of gives me more zen. I don't know if everybody's that way. I think probably there's some people who have all kinds of anxiety, but those maybe aren't always the same people who are going to make a over the pond <laughs> trip somewhere now, and if start you've got, over in your life.
0: Yeah, curio cabinets <laughs> or. Bunches of Lego sets sitting around. You're probably not the type of person that's going to just go bag it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you may you may move, but you yeah. may move differently than we will. Definitely. But maybe we'll encourage you.
0: Yeah, and that's part of the process. We'll be guiding you through in the next episodes. The first episode that we're going to get to is the easy stuff. May or may not be easy for you, may not be easy for us either it seems like an easy list that we put together but we'll guide you through it and we'll let you know all our troubles and the things we're really excited about
1: if you're enjoying this video please give us a like consider subscribing and share our podcasts with your friends and family if
0: you need any contact information or any information about other episodes go to findinggeniemarie.com you can get all the stuff there and until next time
1: until next time